Yo Amsterdam and I'm building up nice, that's Van der Sar and Ten Hag Aye, I might just shot this beef for 10 bags Real talk on my life, I couldn't give a fuck about them man And all my guys are ballers, come out like we're playing for Semrap Fake youths get rid of them, me and the gang was doing our plans Mmm, Bokoko Espe pas Oh shit, we're recording I was so confused <laughs> I was like, what? Nah, this is staying in. What the hell was that? Uh, you don't know Bokoko Corral? Nah, what's that? He's, huh? Wait. A Congolese man doesn't know Bokoko. Aye, right, you're going to have to... You're going to have to... Uh, listen, I don't even know what you're talking about right now, bro. I'm about to remove your Congolese passport if you do not know this song. Yeah, I don't know why you... Doesn't matter anyway. Doesn't matter anyway. Wow, you should even know the name of the song. Man said he doesn't know, but that's crazy. My head is spinning right now. Anyway, welcome back to Ballers Corner. Uh, you're joined here by your host Tony. Um, he's also joined by, by his lieutenants Corel and Jeff. Where today we thought to take a little bit more of a lenient route. Um, I know we kind of get data heavy and, and analysis heavy and technical with some of these podcasts, but we thought today we'd bring a different energy and show out a little bit of our fun side. Um, we also try to break the mold a little bit with these podcasts and show us, show you guys a different um, way of looking at football. But today, really and truly, we're just going to bring ourselves down to human size and tell you guys about some of the outrageous, outrageous stuff. Uh, claims, opinions, anything really, uh, statements that we've made in the past that, we, that have now come to bite us in the arse and we've looked like absolute tits because we do that as well, you know. I have myself personally, if I've made some claims out there and, um, you know, I do try to cover my tracks when it does happen because, you know, my ego can't take it. But yeah, I, I think today we're just going to be human and show you guys that we do get it wrong as well. So <laughs> in fact, it's perfect. I've got these two alongside with me because I'm pretty sure they're going to get onto me for everything that I I, I, uh, I admit to. But who should we start with? Should we start with myself? Uh, you know what? I'll take the floor with this one. Oh, thank God. All right, let's do this. I have, I have, these are like in it. These are like, because I think a lot of people thought of the same one, same thing for the, at least the second one is two in one, right? The first one was, um, not going to lie, I, I didn't think Harry Kane would last this long. I <laughs> thought he was going to have one, maybe two good seasons and then fall off the wagon. That's a that, part, by the way, because he wasn't better than Patrick Bamford when they were younger, and I bro, think I stood by that for time. Brother, I watched him at Norwich on loan. I watched him like some games for Tottenham. I think when he like he played a couple like Europa League games, I just thought this guy is not good. Like he's not good, and then he started scoring goals, and I just was in denial. I was like, Nah, this guy's not good. I refuse to believe he's good. I I, I don't rate him. So, and then to go to the second one is. When no, I actually... no, no. This day with Harry Kane for a minute. No, no, it's still with Harry Kane. Oh, okay. So I'm going to double it up and just tell you how much of like a hater I was in it until I woke up. Um, when I finally accepted, I said, okay, maybe this guy's decent. He's, he's all right. And um, I was then running that uh, Lukaku was clear of him. And when it was all <laughs> said and done, um, Harry Kane would never be able to chat to him. And in 2022, uh, due to unforeseen circumstances, I have a lot of egg on my face. <laughs> so, 
I, I will happily start with a light one like that. Yeah, I don't think it's that bad. I think um, I can definitely see why you said the Lukaku thing because I'm pretty sure I didn't make any claims like that, but I, I, I definitely would have thought the same thing at the time. But Harry Kane's ascension was weird. Like like you said, and, his loan deals at, at Norwich, Leicester in particular is where I first came to know him. Uh, because in the 2012-13 season, I was following Watford in their championship battle to get promoted that year. And I'm pretty sure Harry Kane was in that squad. Um, in the Leicester squad, and he played second fiddle to David Nugent. So, um, unless I'm wrong about that anyway. But I just remember 100% like Harry Kane first breaking through at Tottenham, wearing the number 37 on his back. And do you know who he... Do you know who he kind of reminds me of? Like, do you know how Chris Wood was at Burnley? Yeah. <laughs> like this big stocky, this big stocky guy, and he was and he was able to Yeah. So I didn't think he would be what he is now, but I definitely didn't think he was gonna be anything special. Then he started scoring goals and I just thought, yeah, whatever, hot streak. Then all of a sudden, he I was watching him play and like I think it was 14-15 where he fully had like to me, in my opinion anyway, we had a did he go World Cup in 2014? He didn't, did he? No. No, he didn't. Yeah, so it was definitely 14-15, wasn't it? Where it was like his proper like you know what? Let me take this. His kind of breakish out season, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I don't know if it was. I don't know if it's the end of that season where I started to watch him start the fifteen, sixteen season. Where I was like, this guy can play ball. You know, all of a sudden, this guy could pass. <laughs> like, the way he was dropping in, like, was yeah. crazy. Like some that, random character development, fam. I don't know where just it, he just started. He's like, it was like it was like a. It was like a pro club. Just every time, every game he went past, a new achievement was coming up, and he was like, "Yeah, new XP. Yeah, I could do this. Oh, left foot. Watch this. I could do that." Some of the bro, the goal he scored against Arsenal, the North London derby, was it the two-two from the by the corner flag? What? Mm. That's when I was like, you know what, (laughs) this guy. Yeah, but now, but you you know full well, yeah, like bro, Mm -hmm. when you hate on a player, yeah, let's just call it what it is. You're hating on a player because you have this belief, inherent belief that you're right about them. Yeah. Um, you fail to see the good things that they do. Like, for me personally, there's a, there's like, those prime messy years, yeah? Like, just take it off topic a little. Those prime messy years, like, 09 to like, 013 times. Uh, tw- oh, no, 2012, I'd say. Bro, I hated Barcelona so much, yeah, that inherently made me hate Messi. <laughs> <laughs> that, there's so much good things he did that I didn't want to acknowledge was good. I was just like, nah, these these defenders are crap. Like they're just letting him run around him. Like let me get on the pitch. Let me let me kick him around a bit, bro. But then you wake up and you're like, oh, this player's actually cold. And mm-hmm. with Harry Kane, I think a lot of people, including myself, were with, like willing to throw anything at it to say like this guy's not that good. Like I was throwing storage in there, you know. Hey, that wasn't a bad shout. That was not a bad shout. I'm hundred percent. No, I'm still. I stand by it. Like, if he never got injured, or he never had injuries. I don't think. I I I think it would be tough for Harry Kane to to take his spot because he could. He was a man that could do it all in it, but it still, it still looks funny. Injuries or not, it's like this guy's elite level striker is gonna break the Premier League record and break the England record and all this stuff. You just look bad. I didn't think, even if he turned out good, I didn't think he'd be this good. That's what I'm trying to say. Not on the verge of breaking Alan Shearer's record, sort of goods. Never like that's 
that's mad. It takes a special player to do that, isn't it? And clearly he's some sort of miraculous late bloomer. But yeah, yeah. that story shot was serious, man. Because I don't think I don't think Kane would do it. I still I still don't think he'll break Shearer's record. But do you think he's really, gonna leave? Or really, do you think he just won't score enough? I think I think he'll I think he'll come short, maybe like by ten or so goals, maybe five. I hope he does anyway. I kind of don't want Harry Kane to be the top England scorer. But Rooney's, <laughs> Rooney's England record's toast, man. <laughs> Kane's breaking that at this World Cup. So, hundred. Yeah, yeah. Sturridge, like like he was getting into there. Sturridge, one million percent. Like that Liverpool, that double season that Liverpool he had was it 12, 11, 12, 12, 13? No, 12, 12, 13, 13, 14? Yeah. 13, 12, 13, 14. Yeah, 12, 13, he had half a season. Yeah. And then fame for you when he loaded, yeah, 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 he went off crazy. That guy was it, man. Daniel Sturridge is the one when he was number nine for England at 2014 World Cup. This is why the 2014 World Cup was such a shame because that, that take Rooney up squad, man. If you had Sturridge uh, up front, Sterling just in behind, oh, man, it was supposed to work, but why didn't it work? Do you know what I mean, I don't even know who the other two, the other two of the 43 one were. I'm <laughs> I don't really know. Like- I'm not gonna lie, yeah. Sorry, but that record is cooked, bro. <laughs> I can't lie, that record, that 260. If he stays in the Prem, there's I think there's no way he doesn't break it. What's he on What's now? He on Kane, Kane, Kane is one, no... he's on 195. So he needs Kane has got 195 Premier League goals. Yes. Are you smoking? He's done that in 10 years. Less. Yeah, definitely less. Damn. He's done it. He's done it. He, okay, fair enough. Like he was in the prem. Let's say Norwich was like his first season playing in the prem, but that was like three games, four games. The first full season he played was fourteen fifteen. His so he's had, he's had eight, that is crazy. He's had eight years as a starter for Tottenham, and he scored one hundred ninety-five goals. Do you know what it is? Yeah, I'll be honest. It's gonna sound like I'm doing this thing again, but Harry Kane is one of those guys you put on the list of. He scores so many goals. But if you ask me what they're for, I'll tell you, Lord knows. You're only saying that, though, because he plays for Tottenham. If Harry Kane was at Chelsea banging in these goals, those goals are scored. Yeah, because I'm watching those goals, bro. No, I'm not because you're watching those goals. It's because if he was playing for Chelsea or or even a City, those goals are getting Champions Leagues. Sometimes footballers get... It's the whole Lukaku situation when Lukaku was... Lukaku was... He left the Premier League at 26, 27, with 113 Premier League goals. Like... No, but I, I don't mean it in... The, I'm not saying it in the sense of, like, he he's, like, scoring worthless goals because Tottenham haven't won anything. That's disingenuous to his career. But I'm saying, like, it's in the sense of, like, he's got seasons where he scored, like, 29, 30, 25, 23. But I don't remember him scoring that many goals. Like, 16, even this season, he's got 12 and 15. 16, 17 is... 16, 17 is the one season that, like, I, I think back to... Where I'm just like, wow, Harry Kane. Remind me what his numbers were for that season. Uh, 29 and 30 in the Prem, 35 and 38 all comps. Look at that. That's the one season where I was like, I was like, nah, Harry. Because Tottenham came second that year, innit? Chelsea won, Chelsea won the league. Tottenham came second, right? What year? 1617. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And yeah. that's the one year where I was like, nah, <laughs> Tottenham might be serious. And Harry Kane was on a different level then, so. I won't even lie, low key. I'll tell you, I, I've watched him. I've watched this guy when he was when he was like, I want to leave Tottenham at the start of the summer last season. I was quietly in the corner of my room, like, 
I don't blame you at all, man. Uh, I think we would all take him. Yeah, you know yeah. what it is though? But it's a scary one where it's like, you know, when uh, when someone's been at a club so long, yeah, you're a bit like, if you take them out of this environment, what are they gonna look like in it? I think he'll be fine. I think he'll be fine. It's because like he has become, and I'll say, I'll, uh, he has he he kind of resembles Rooney now in how Rooney used to play in his prime. Like he's not just an out, even though he's fantastic at it, he's not just an out and out finisher. Hey, hey, I'm like, have to be. I'm have to be that guy, and just say. No, I'm not saying he's. he's no, no, no. I might you think to, he's better. Is that I, what you're might, say? I, I think he might be better. I'm not gonna lie to you. I'm happy with that. I'm happy and with that. The only reason I'm saying that is, yeah, a lot of love. I know. Sorry, as an all-round footballer, I still think Rooney's better in it. Like I think, like Rooney's versatility, all that stuff, and whatever, great. But the body of work that Kane's put together. The somewhat longevity he's had because he's turning 30 next year and doesn't look like he's slowing down. Mm. The international success, because no surprise, he scores goals at tournaments, England go further. Mm. Like, and obviously the only thing that kills him is club level. But sorry, like there's players like you know, we used to love our one club men, you know, our totties and, and these guys who mm. could have achieved more trophy wise. And maybe re- and retired with like two trophies in the cabinet, three trophies in the cabinet. He's still got time to get one or two. Obviously, yeah. I don't wish he does because he's a Tottenham player, but he can. And I want to say a lot of the players, like especially forwards, that we put in that top category, we always do it based on okay, yeah, what they did, but also this like what they could have been. So like Michael Owen fell off at 26 because of injuries, but people put him high because of what he did between 18 and 24 yeah. but you can't really do that like you need to measure a full body of work unless it's crazy elite Rooney great 18 to let's say what 27 28 even that's even that's generous Rooney what me, year was he born actually like 85 yeah I want to say that I want to say yeah <laughs> Not eight, wait is he younger than he's younger than Ronaldo isn't it yeah 85 so yeah. 27th, 2012, 2012's fair. So me, had... Rooney, Rooney, Rooney stopped being elite around 2012, 13, maybe. Yeah, so 27, that's right. Yeah. So 18 to 27 or 16, whatever age group you want to give him, yeah. But Kane, we're looking at it and saying from the ages of 20 to 30, which is upcoming, he's been near enough a world-level talent. And his longevity is down to the fact that he's... I know he's had injuries here and there, but it's not one... I don't think he's had a single serious injury in his career. Like, he's not had an ACL, he's not had an Achilles injury. Oh, none of that. He's not had, he's it's not like, like niggly ankle injuries. Yeah, it's a hamstring here and there, and he's, he's managed to keep his body tip-top shape. And his availability is actually underrated. He's available for the, for the majority of... The, for like, I mean, 30 Premier League games, 30 out of, being available for 30 out of 38 is good. That's what you want from your yeah, star yeah. from your star players. Yeah, he's only the way he plays as well, using his body and all of that is. Yep. Yeah, I mean, he's, he's played less than thirty games twice in the prem, but even both those seasons scored eighteen and seventeen. So yeah. even with less availability, he's still extremely potent. Which yeah. is... and he's and he's the glue. Like anyway, he's the glue, he's the glue to that Tottenham team. Even when they had like Ali and Son, and well, they still have Son, Ali Ericsson. You know, he's the glue. He's the he's the person that makes things right. happen. 
you take Kane out that squad and it's, it's, it's a lot less least. You know what? And with that being said, cool. We've rubbed it in, we've marinated how wrong I was and I'm going to hold my hands up. <laughs> I'm going to hold my hand. You can't see it, but I'm holding my hands up. I'm saying my bad in it. Well, bad. wait till you hear my one, right? All right, my brother, if my brother's listening to this shit, because he's actually an avid listener to us, uh, me and him, obviously, I talk football a lot. Um, <laughs> he's a City fan. So growing up with this guy, yeah, we used to have bad debates. Um, Chris, if you're listening, I'm going to finally hold my hand up and say I was wrong about... Well, actually, Manum, was I wrong about Raheem Sterling? Wait, what did, did you say, say about him? him? Wait, wait. Do you know what's so funny about him? I used to say Jordan Ibe would be better. Jordan Ibe went my school, hey, innit? Listen, That's mad. Hey, do you know what it is? I was almost there. <laughs> no, 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 hey. no, no. Let me, let me, let me land first. We'll, we'll come back to Jordan Ibe in a sec. But I actually said that Raheem Sterling, when he broke through at Liverpool, um, not the first, not the first like end of half season. I think he broke through, was it 11 12? Because I remember him. Uh, he had 10, 11. 10 11, that's it. Not that season. The season where he fully broke through and was playing regularly, I think they had the Warrior kit. I don't know what season that was. Um, I said, mm, this guy's going to be the next Aaron Lennon. <laughs> you were wrong. I, I didn't see him. You I were, see it. You were, but, you, you know, you were so wrong. Like, PL 100 were... club, that's mad. You know, like, I don't know. I just thought he was a speed star that, eh, I just, I was, eh. Yeah, <laughs> Tony, Tony, you know, and then when, when City signed him, I was like, Yeah, but he's not gonna do nothing for you. So, yeah, I guess that Wait, was the right. Liverpool performances didn't convince you, like him, you know, that season, Sturridge, the Suarez, Jeff, you know me long enough, man. It, it's, it's gonna, it's, it takes more, it takes more, more than, than like, than like a six month, eight month purple patch or. A good season hey, when you're that in, age, in 1920. And the reason why I'm going to say it yeah, in 1920, when Marshall and Rashford were scoring 20 goals each, what did I say to, to Grant? And I said, What look at the way my United scored the goals, look at how the goals are being scored and how the team's playing. This is not sustainable. And I was proven right. And it's kind of the same mentality I had with Liverpool when Liverpool were scoring goals with Suarez, Sturridge, and Sterling with continue in behind. I was looking at Liverpool's team going, Okay. Look at the goals they're scoring. Look at where they're coming from. All of them, majority of them, were coming from an, from Suarez in terms of he had to be involved either in the setup or he was the one finishing them off. And what I mean by setup isn't he's assisting them. No, he's the, as in like, he'll get the ball 40, 50 yards away from goal, not make some guy, progress up the field with it and then play off to Coutinho, who'll play off to Sterling, who'll play, who'll pass it across the goal to Sturridge, tap it in. It'll be something like that. So I'll be watching Liverpool and I'm like, first of all, they're playing out of their skins because they're going for a title challenge. And it's not sustainable. And it wasn't. So the season after that, when the goals did dry up, whose goals, looking... dro goals dried up? Huh? Sterling's goals... goals dried up, no? In 14-15. I mean, he scored nine goals the season before and seven the season after. It wasn't really, like, it was a major drop-off. <laughs> It must something the must I can't remember, but it must have been his performances then. His performances must have dropped off. No, no, nah, you know what it was to match that no. or, like what he did the season before. So I'm I, you know if you as someone who had um I, I'm proud to say I've had stocks in Raheem Sterling since he was 16 years of age. Um just happened to be watching uh LFC TV one day, come across this guy um dribbling past bare man. I'm like, who's this guy? Raheem Sterling, cool, tapped in, 
because LFC TV was free back then and they used to show like the academy games and whatnot. So I used to be like, mm. I want to make it as a baller, I need to see how the academy plays and this and that. So I was like, cool, I'll watch. And he was mesmerizing. So the biggest thing that detracted from his performances in that 14 15 season was, and we have to add context, is losing Suarez for one. Yeah. Storage, that's the start of his injuries. Mm. He didn't play much. And then after, I think Gerard was playing less as well because I think that's his last season before he goes to MLS. Yeah, it MLS. Was. And then you're looking at it and saying your next best player is Coutinho. And we know how we feel about Coutinho here. So, really, truly, like, I, I get it, but comparing him to Aaron Lennon, I think is where you went wrong. I think, nah, I think Aaron Lennon gets a disservice, really. When Aaron Lennon first broke through, I think people kind of forgot what type of player he was supposed to be. Aaron Lennon, obviously, at Leeds showed... Aaron Lennon at Leeds and Aaron Lennon at, I don't know, Everton is a complete different human being, almost, in terms of what he should have been. So, to me, I just thought Sterling's a guy obviously got promise. Um, I didn't believe he was going to reach up echelon in terms of world class status. I didn't believe. I'm hundred percent didn't think he was going to. He's going to. He was. Oh my God, Giroud! <laughs> I didn't hundred percent believe that he was going to get a hundred Premier League goals. That is mad. I'll give him that. I just thought, oh, here's his big move to City. He's just. I don't know. He's he's the marquee signing now. Three four seasons time. I don't know. He'll be. Yeah, at Everton. <laughs> Maybe not Everton because he came from Liverpool, but like West Ham. There we are. That's what but I the, thought. Be. The thing is with um, Sterling. Obviously, we've watched. We watched him since he was uh, in eighteen, nineteen. Do you know what I'm saying? So, one thing that's hard to let go, especially if you've got like an agenda against a young player in it, mm. is not accepting that they're developing step by step. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. So the fact that he's become a more mature player, less of a dribbler, he's more clinical and all this stuff is happening in front of your eyes, maybe even incrementally, but to you, you're like, all you can see is the first version of them. And you're the like, ah, he's not yeah. good. And I think that's where a lot of agendas derive from. Because is Sterling, we, people had agendas against Sterling? Or are you talking about now? I'd say in general, but Sterling as well. Like I saw a lot of people, mainly especially when he went to City for that money. Like a lot of people turned on him. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. Both, both Liverpool fans and obviously everyone else. So, but as he improved, everyone was still there. But he's still this, but he's still that, and then he'll prove them wrong. But he's still this, but he's still that, and prove wrong. And even till this day, he's established hundred Premier League club. And you you got to think like even someone like Mane. Is in that category, but the way they're viewed, both of them, is as if like they're on two different. That's very true. Levels completely. Yeah, you're right. Actually, that's very very true. But there's certain man that, uh, I, I want to say, is Theo Walcott in a hundred Premier League club or a hundred Arsenal goals club? Hundred Arsenal goals. Arsenal goals. Oh, you didn't get a hundred Premier League. That's something. I tell you that he was even close to that. Check. Oh, we feel get hundreds. With Sterling, I just I, I don't know what it was with me at the time. Maybe it was just because I didn't believe that England could ever produce yeah. <laughs> another world class footballer, so I just didn't buy into the hype. Yeah, or because or that's still quite impressive for Theo Walcott, to be fair. Yeah, but, that's um, what I didn't expect that. <laughs> but um also because I just generally didn't not England couldn't produce another world class player. I just didn't maybe I didn't believe England could produce another world class winger. 
like in England's history, what winger turned out to be world class? I, I, I push you can give Beckham. Do you know what I mean? I'm not, I'm not trying to disrespect Beckham. I'm saying Beckham was obviously a great footballer, but like some people disagree whether you know rap music. Yeah, yeah. No, but he's not even a winger like that, though. Is he? That's but what I mean. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. So. When Sterling came around, and I did see, don't get me wrong, I, 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 I don't, I didn't never hate him. I never ran agenda against him. I just, some part of me didn't click. I didn't think, mm, yeah. Kind of the same with you with Harry Kane, because the same with me was Harry Kane when I thought, you know, when, remember Kane and Lukaku had their, their battle, was it 15, 16, when both of them had scored like 18 goals by Christmas? And I was yeah. like, oh my God, who's going to finish top goal scorer? I was just inherently thinking it's going to be Lukaku because of that, that train of thought. Same with Vardy when Vardy started. Oh, 15, 16, Vardy's, you know, top goal. I don't think he I don't think he was top goal scorer, but he did he did his thing for Leicester. And the season after, even though Leicester were terrible, he was still scoring. All of a sudden everyone's like, oh, Vardy's levels. And I'm like, yeah, I'm not buying that. For some yeah, reason, I, I was it. just I was just conditioned to not think England were able to produce talent of that scale. Wait, are you still speaking of that though? So we're bringing up everyone's old dirt, really. Are you still like <laughs> anti-Vardy because I know you've every time he's ever come up in conversation you like we've never spoken about him on Ballers Corner but you're very like nah and you always hark it back to Claude Puel's time at Leicester and mm-hmm. the fact that he couldn't come short <laughs> to receive the ball <laughs> that he's not a good striker <laughs> do you know why it is because that's exactly what I didn't I've never I'm not one of those footballers that's footballers I'm not one of those football fans that you know I don't care in, in narratives and stories. I don't buy it. So you know how people are like, oh, Leicester won a league and therefore Leicester for those three, four years was like everyone's second club. Yeah. I'm not here for that. I'm here to see people. I'm just here to see football. So everyone was just romanticising Vardy and I think that was starting to annoy me because it felt like people are overrating him. So I was like, you know what? Let me buy into this. And when I just decided to buy into it was when Claude Puel was manager. When he became manager, and Claude Puel tried to install a possession side football uh, football at Leicester, which didn't suit them because they preferred to play on the counter because they had footballers that were good in transitions. Um, and Vardy being exceptionally well playing off the shoulder, and when Vardy all of a sudden had to go from playing off the shoulder to coming sh- coming deep, coming short, uh, playing one twos and stuff to try and bring his mark with him, he couldn't do it. And I was just like, well, he's one dimensional. <laughs> Surely I'm not interested in this. TV off. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, and I think that's where it all came from. I respect Vardy a lot more now than I did back then, but you know, I, I never, I was, I was never on the train. I was never on the Vardy high train. Oh, that's fair enough. He just wasn't your cup of tea in terms of what you wanted from a striker, isn't it? I don't think that's. Oh, yeah. I don't think that's. Too no, no, no. But you see, like Tony's toning it down in it, yeah. No, nah, well, come on. You know when Tony? No, but you know, like. And I'm the same, right? Mm. So this is why I'm will- I'm willing to out you if you're willing to out me and we'll discuss <laughs> it. When me and Tony don't like a player or we don't think he's that good, I think we're worse than the sun. And Daily no, Mail. don't add me with this. I, hey, I've seen Tony with Rashford. Hey, listen, you might be no, honest. Rashford, but Rashford's, Rashford, Rashford's different. Rashford's different to, Rashford's no, no, different Tony, to Vardy Tony. because Vardy was, is just generally an assessment. Whereas like, with Rashford, yeah, I don't think he's a great footballer, but it's also because of years of disappointment. Oh, also yeah. because of 
<laughs> like, if you've known me for long, even my brother can even tell you this if you ever speak to him. When Rashford first came through here, I wasn't making claims, but I believed that we had a real talent on our hand. It's not, oh, Tony's always hated Rashford. Nah, when Rashford first came through up until 2017-18, 17-18 season, I thought this guy was the best thing since sliced bread. And then reality shook. So, wait, wait, before you Reality hit, there. sorry. Reality hit, and I was like... <laughs> What am I Tony. looking at? And I started Tony. to notice, hold on, and I started to he's notice a lot of it. things. What's Why, that? Every time we get to Rashford, he just wants to have a monologue. monologue. No, but I'm, just saying, I'm just saying, like, I'm, I, trying to, I'm trying to tell you the journey that no, like, Rashford, Tony. people sit there, you hear me like, oh, Tony's got, yeah, 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 cool, maybe I do, but, but Tony, my journey with Rashford has been different to Tony, else. This is This is the litmus test here, watch this. Jeff, yeah. how many times, yeah, Regardless of what Rashford has done yet, he could score flipping five goals in a game, whatever it is. Do we have to hear about the young boys' game, bro? Because hey. I'm traumatized. Bro, hey. I'm flipping traumatized by that game. Do you know I'm... what's so funny? Yeah, there was one time I had a conversation with Tony about Rashford. And obviously, I'm not a United fan, innit? So I was just like, hey, it just sounds like you have to adjust your expectations now. Like, I will not... never forgive him if that's what he's you not what you if thought he would be. Tony said, no chance. He's You're not, still holding him to the heights of potential in 2016, 2017 and that. No, I'm not yeah. holding him to no heights he's, anymore. He's, he's not, not that about guy. He, he's failed potential. He's not he that could guy. He be a comp Premier League. You know on FM, like... And that's fine. Five-star players. Fine. And like, like, he's not a five-star player. He's a four-star Premier League standard cool. player. That's fine, I get bro. that. And if he wants to be that, he can be that. Hand over the number 10. Simple as that. Oh, my days. That's if you can't have this number. Hand it back, right? Accept your position as an impact sub. We get a real driller at left wing. Everyone's happy. I'm not saying that Rashford needs to die or or this shit. Like I would sell him if I if if you're like, oh yeah, um, would you sell Rashford? Yeah, I would. Would you keep Rashford? Yeah, I would. But if I'm my United manager, I'm not starting him week in week out because I'm going to be looking to try and get someone better than him to play in his position. I'm not going to be making him talisman. You need. That's what I'm trying to tell you guys. My agenda, and I put this in, in, in quotation marks because I don't think it's an agenda. I think it's just me fed up with a footballer, right? Um, <laughs> isn't because, isn't just Rashford. Like, my problem with Rashford is because he is supposed to be this person and he isn't. Yet, people still think he is when he's not. So, what are we going to do about this? Like, it's either Rashford take a step back and then we bring in a real driller and then you you and him can share game time. Like, I don't, let's say Rafael Leal does become like, let's say Man United sign Rafael Leal, right? And then he becomes like Mbappe's main competitor for a Ballon d'Or in two, three seasons. Oh, yeah. Good. That's the type of footballer that I, I want at Man United. And then Rashford can, can play second fiddle to that. Everyone's happy, but he's wearing a number 10. He's the Man United talisman. He's supposed to be, he is supposed to be the heir to Cristiano. He isn't. Yet, like, we're just supposed yeah, to accept yeah. him. I think it's so Jeff. unfair that United Jeff. fans ever expected that of him. Jeff, you know what's mad? This is sounding like a man who is who was wrong about a player <laughs> and they're just mad at the world that they like that player until this man. day. No, I'm, you I'm cannot not praise not, Rashford in front of Tony, man. It's not, it's not even that's even as a joke. It's not like it's not the fact that I was wrong, it's the fact that you are now telling me that. But wait, isn't hold on, don't interrupt me. Is it like telling me that this is hurt? 
<laughs> no, because I need to. I, I need to get this through. I need. I need to get this through once and for all. It's I not the fact like that you used to once love Rashford, and he's like, he's moving no, like, I didn't. You know, he's yeah, moving he's like, done you dirty. He's moving like, he's like Piers Morgan with Meghan Markle. Bro. <laughs> <laughs> he's done you dirty. Now you can't get over it. Man. Right, listeners, don't listen to these two because all they want to do is clown. I'm being dead serious. I need to get this through. For I thought you said this was a clown. I thought you said this was a clown in episode. It bro. is a clown in episode, but it's annoying <laughs> when like when you're not trying to listen to my, my point. You've asked no, me about we a No, we no, we hear you, man. I go was on, bantering you, bro. Then what's the frustration about then? Because you're you're still talking I'm, about you're still talking about my frustrations on the on the player. It's not like my problem with Rashford is actually just sixty percent who he is. The other forty percent of the frustration is the fact that everyone keeps telling me now, like, or it just has to. It just this is the standard has to drop. Do you get what I'm saying? Like I've gone from ten years ago, from 10, 12, 12, 15 years ago, watching the best footballers. Okay, maybe not the best footballers, but one of the best football sides in the world with the best footballers in the world. I've gone from watching Ronaldo, Rooney, Tevez, these men, right? And now, now our talisman is nowhere near the level of these men. You're now telling me that you know what it is, what it is. Deal with it. That's that's the frustration there. You see, where this is where I don't buy it, yeah, because one, this is like you said, yeah, you don't believe in stories, you don't believe in narratives. I don't Bro, care. Not, no, I know you don't care. For so, but the story tells you everything you need to know. First, first of all, he's not even supposed to play in that Michelin game. He plays in the Michelin game. What's this got to do with anything? Wait, bro? wait. My... Let me land. He scores. He goes Premier League. He scores. He's looking good, right? He's having a good first half season. Uh, what year is that? Fifteen, sixteen, right? Yeah, yeah. 15, 16. Cool. He gets called up for England. He scores. He goes to the Euros. This guy, is getting, he was getting pushed quicker than his career 100%. was likely to go. So That's if fair. you brought into the hype and said, this guy's our... Ta-, you keep calling him your talisman. He was just a young player. You he wasn't. Wait, the talisman wait, doesn't wait, come hold, then. That's hold, not then. Do you, I mean, hold, you're, hold on, you're, let you're, me land. You've already got it wrong. Can I land? Can I land? <laughs> yeah, but you're already, you're already wrong. Wait, you can land, wait, but you've really landed in the wrong say, car park. Did I say... Did I say at that moment he was anointed the talisman? No. I said you're using the word talisman at whichever point. For me, it's the same way as I can look at like someone like Mason Mount as a Chelsea fan, right? And say, oh. wait. And I will say, and, and I will say this, there are people that think he's going to be the, the best thing since sliced bread. A lot of the fan base think that, right? Oh. I don't agree. I don't rate him. But to say the standard drops with him, or with Rashford in your case, that's not fair to the player. If he's if that's how good he is or how bad he is, that's how good or bad he is. He just shouldn't play for you. But if you're disappointed or upset at the fan base thinking he's better or you, him not panning out the way he should have been, but not having the same vitriol for guys like Martial and whatnot, bro, that doesn't make sense. Because really you don't, because you haven't, you don't understand, you just don't understand. We'll move on, guys, it's fine. Well, there'll be another time to... <laughs> You don't understand because it's 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 not the frustration is that is is it's it's a long story. It's all between like Manchester United's whole academy and and you you already seen it with Garnacho, right? It's these guys get put on a pedestal, and really and truly the reason why is is you know what there'll be another there'll be another day for this. I'm just gonna say it's a long story. My United fans will understand where I'm coming from. And ideally, the problems began 
with myself and Rashford in the 18 at the start of the 1819 season when the club decided to make him the face of the club and give him the number 10. That's what I'm gonna I'm gonna leave it to there. Jeff, have you got any howlers? Um yeah, I mean we spoke about this yesterday and obviously we do say progression in football is not linear, but the heights that one of these players have reached is you know different from the height that the other is currently on um and is the saka hudson adoy debate man like nah. i stuck by my guns i said hudson adoy is going to be the best creative winger he had all the hype the england debut at 17 but even before that even before that i was like yeah this is the guy arsenal fans you know arsenal fans when they don't like they weren't competing for trophies so they have to win the best player battles in it so Arsenal fans would come and say, nah, Saka this or Reese Nelson that or like just bare random players. And I was like, none of these guys are touching Hudson Adoy. None of these guys will be as good as Hudson Adoy. And I remember this debate because um wasn't it it wasn't it it was Greenwood, Nelson, Hudson Adoy, Sancho. Sancho. They were the big four. They were the big four. And Nelson went to Hoffenheim and he started off really well. And I don't know yeah. why. And obviously, Sancho was already at Dortmund at the time. So I remember. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, man. I remember. I was with you. I said, I chose Hudson Adoy. I chose Hudson Adoy because of what I saw at the end of the 17s World Cup. So I'm with you. It's not that. It's all right, man. We can. Nah, what? Yeah, <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I just believed in that whole uh, Sancho, Nelson. Hudson Adoy. I'm sure there's a picture out there somewhere of all three of them, but I just believed it. I thought, yeah, these men are gonna run things. I don't know how the they're gonna work. Them. I was they're gonna run it as the man them. And basically, we're now in 2022, and they're all basically in the same position. Just Sancho has hit heights that they haven't hit, but yeah. it's one of them where. I, I I hate to do it as well because they're like they're still like 21, 22, uh, 23. You know, there's always time to turn it around. But it the fact that we put so much into them, I guess when you're saying under 17s, that's like I mean 16, 17 years of age to yeah. say they're gonna be this and that. And nah, man, I I don't it's just not and with young players, it's tough, right? Because Similar to like, not even to bring him up again, but like similar to Rashford, like Hudson Odoi when he first popped through, um, in that first half season or so, he oh no, first full season, uh, eighteen ninety, he looked really good, but obviously in his case he's got he had an injury, but you never know if it was going to carry that forward. Trip. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah. he was playing well in Europa League, I'd say Premier League he was a little bit so and so. And then he obviously gets injured, so you don't really get to know. But then I was like, I think when he came back from injury, I tried to give the benefit of the doubt. But for me, I, I, I would like to think injuries excluding on Saka's end, that debate is wrapped up, sealed. Yeah, I, I, hate I think to just say regardless, what Saka's done. Well. Sorry, go on. I was just going to say, what Saka's done for Arsenal the way he's kind of carried that team, he's now the face of Arsenal and, you know, now Arsenal on the rise. It's like, Hudson-Odoi is going to struggle to replicate being the number one option 
for a club like Chelsea. So, yeah, it's tough. Man. It's also it's also crazy because it would, the pendulum would have swung a complete different way if one of them wasn't such an idiot. Because the one that was such an idiot had already seventeen league goals or something like that, or seventeen club goals at age eighteen. So they were comparing him to flipping what's his name, uh, Michael Owen, and that like yeah. The world was his oyster, and um, yeah. Well, then. well, I guess that's one that you know everyone got wrong through no fault <laughs> of their own in it. But yeah. yeah, I've got some more howlers, man. Yes, like um, one one big howler that I, I I'll have to firmly at, at the time I, I would have put my life on it, but when my United signed Paul Pogba, um, I told my brother that Pogba was better than, than Kevin De Bruyne, um, and you can't blame. <laughs> You can't blame me for not thinking that the guy was the guy was uh, I swear he was a golden boy. Probably won golden boy, didn't he? Yeah. And he was ready on in twenty fifteen. He was in the FIFA Pro eleven. Yeah. So he signs for Man United for eighty nine million pounds. I'm dancing. The boy's back home. My brother's like, yeah, KDB will wash him. I said, don't talk that nonsense in my ear. Pogba's a better footballer than KDB. And now look, six years later, look what's happened. <laughs> but yeah. That was crazy how these things go. I, I never, as much as I love Pogba, um, again, another player I had like really high value mm. in from young was Kevin De Bruyne. So I never actually committed to that argument. But I feel like in 2022, we kind of like all the people that had crazy stocks in Pogba, we kind of got to take an L. Like I'll always appreciate him for the player he is, and I'll love him, and I'll think he's great. But I'm just like I, circumstance. I know, but the legacy. Like I remember so bad, vividly. When we talk about legacies, um, when Hazard was leaving to go to Real Madrid, it might have even been before that. Tony said to me, said something to me that. Um, I didn't believe until now I was reflecting on it this year. And he was like, you do know when Hazard leaves in a few years' time, they're going to treat his career like he, like he wasn't even Freddie Lundberg, like he was Robert Perez or something. Like, they're not going to rate him as the, like, the like, all-time best. You know what I mean? Yeah. Clown him. And he said, and I think he said, especially if he doesn't pop off at Real Madrid. And in 2022... You got what I'm saying? The, the kind of debates they're trying to put his name in, the revisionism <laughs> they're doing, I don't think Pogba even survives that. Yeah. And that's no, why I say, like, we have to take it out because him being at Juventus, coming to United... Or Giroud's matched it. Even... Giroud's yeah. matched Henri's record. Has he? Yeah, he's just scored. He's matched Henri's record, 51 goals each. Lovely. Uh-huh. Um, Sorry to interrupt you. Go on. No, nah, no, nah, it's all good. And before he even went to... Rum, uh, to... United, like it was confirmed, but that year the trajectory was all time midfielder. Like, we're going to talk about him with the you know, the Iniestas, the Javis, the Zidans, and all this stuff. And I remember saying that he had like the grace of like uh, someone like uh, Zidane, but the the, the, the ruggedness and the, the power of like a Vieira, and he was like the perfect combination and he could do all these things. And six years later, we look at it and just go, we didn't really get much out of it and well we've got to walk up out of it but yeah we kind of got to take an L on it as a bit of a howler um so up yeah the the, the Pogba thing was fam 
the the tools when you talk about a player having like the skill set the tools here to be one of the greats like you literally look no further than him but yeah i mean for one reason or another it just didn't happen like a lot of his best performances came when he was doing left wing shifts and yeah like he, his legacy like i know you mentioned hazard but pogba's legacy is literally he's going to be labeled a flop at united when it's all said and done and that's crazy because obviously he's had so many like great moments great performances but it's just not enough in it and yeah KDB, it's also hard because the club just let him down completely yeah yeah like well, kdb is now surpassed hazard's legacy and just gonna keep going on and on and if he grabs a champions league too then i mean I, yeah. I, that's i need i need city to i need city to go through the pep era without a ucr i need that i in hope so too fam. i hope so too <laughs> I need so bad but like the public situation is hard because like like you you bring you bring this superstar talent to your team and then you don't build a squad around him and then you put him instead of him being the heartbeat of your team he's just a factor and then you expect him to do steven jarred stuff and be braveheart and carry to the next level with absolute dunces like he was three years into his man united career and he still got phil jones playing behind him like what's going on i don't know i feel like even if he joined city yeah let's say kdb came to man united in the year before and then Pogba signed for City and then Pep came the year after Pogba signed we'll be I reckon this conversation is the opposite we're then talking about how KDV was supposed to be this but he didn't become it and Pogba became this I think think that's yeah 100% because managers like Pep right and this the 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 whole establishment that City City are the one thing that really jars me about City is how amazingly run the club is like everyone at the club knows what they're doing. Everyone at the club prepared for Pep's arrival three years before he came. They said the long-term vision here is to get Pep Guardiola in his chair. So how are we going to do this? We're going to build a system that uh, a place of work with people that he's familiar with, Dixie Berger-Gastain and all these people from Barcelona, um, and ma- basically make it an environment where he can't fail. <laughs> like he has every tool he needs to succeed. And he got that. And obviously, he Pep's gonna come in, realize Pogba, Pogba, who like he did with KDB, realize the arsenal that he has in Paul Pogba makes him the heartbeat of the team, and everyone looks backwards. Like there's a current, and I believe in it sometimes as well. In terms of like some part of me kind of does believe in it. Like there's that concept that or that agenda that Pep can't develop footballers, but and some part of me wants to believe it because I have a slight agenda with Pep anyway, but. Nah, look what he did with uh, with the biggest names that he's managed. I would have been a Pep? Sorry. Huh? Are you talking about Pep? Yeah. Oh, listen, I'll never take that on that guy, bro. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> I don't care. You can't tell me anything. I don't care. For don't... every for I... every Joshua Kimmich, for for the for a Joshua Kimmich, he did give us an Iniesta. I don't care. And a KDB. I don't listen Tony. and a Rodri. Tony. And the Gundogan, like, do you know what I mean? Bernardo Silva, his development's been crazy. God has my witness here. I can praise him Monday to Sunday and say he's doing a good job here. But if you ever want me to admit I was wrong on Pep Guardiola, you have got another thing coming. coming. (laughs) There is 
there's just it, there's just no way. Yeah, you're this good of a coach with all these funds, and you haven't won. You didn't win a UCL in in, in a basically a, in a decade, bro. In a decade, even 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 Fergie, it was nine years between the two. And you're supposed to be clear of this guy, Mourinho. Six years. Come on, man. I, I know you won your two at Barcelona, but now you've left Barcelona. Show me something, man. I, I'm not convinced. <laughs> I'm sorry. Hundred points, fantastic. Uh, uh, near enough, unbeaten, fantastic. But the point I'm trying to make is KDB isn't hitting KDB's what he's hitting at Man City at Man United because that club's a poison chalice. Everyone that goes there doesn't hit the heights that they're supposed to because the club isn't run properly the team isn't built properly there isn't identifiable system um but the job the every manager that's come in's philosophy is different than the manager before so they just need a rebuild constantly and think of the turbulence that causes for all the footballers that play there now whereas you go to Pogba that goes to Pep Pep's sitting there like I'm going to be here for five I, we didn't know he was going to be here for this long but he has been there for this is this is a He's you know even going to extend by two more years. Exactly. So that that will take him to eight years as Man City manager. That's one third of a player's career, a player's whole career. Probably could have hit heights that we could only dream of. So I'll take the L on it, but it's also mad because circumstances didn't allow him to showcase exactly what he was about when he came to the club. That's yeah. fair, enough, man. That's fair. That's fair. Um, um, oh, I've got one. Go on. It's fairly recent as well. I told you, man, yesterday, but I'm going to revive it, innit? Um, I told a group chat that we were in two years ago that on his arrival, Timo Werner was automatically <laughs> a top three to five striker in this league. And he would be definitely going for the golden boot in his first season and winning it. Um you said he would win it at some point. I believe he would oh, win it. Um, obviously, it's only taken a short 24 months for me to be proven absolutely wrong. But today's the day I empty out my closet of, of skeletons because I've no one remembered it. But here I am being honest to my our listeners, being honest to our, our people, and say, you know what, sometimes they get it wrong. And killed us, man. Killed, bro. I was looking at his record. Oh, I'm just I'll dash in another Chelsea striker if you want. Uh, Higuain, I was wrong about. Um, that's kind of mad considering everyone surely knew that wasn't going to work out. Yeah, I knew Higuain finished. Yeah, Yeah. nah, nah, nah. You see, you see me. If I like a player, yeah, (laughs) I'm sorry, I will go to bat for them. Tony knows this, bro. I, I will never relent when it comes to a player that I like. And with Higuain, um, we're coming to that January, I was arguing with my dad. My dad was like, oh, we should just get someone from the Prem. Let's talk to you about some Callum Wilson. I'm saying Callum Wilson, Chelsea. <laughs> you must be mad. He's talking about some Callum Wilson. That's crazy. I said, nah, Higuain's available. Sari's here. Look at the record under Sari. Look what he's been doing. I know he's had a couple bad, you know, months, but with a manager you trust, he'll be back. No worries. Yeah. Brother. Then he scores on he scored on his debut, right? I think against Huddersfield. I said we're cooking on gas. Next thing I know, he has a, I don't I don't think he scored a Premier League goal. Uh, a Premier League goal after that. He didn't score in the Europa League. 
and he was just getting fatter by the week. And uh, yeah, it was embarrassed. Like my dad still reminds me of that till this day. Like we'll talk about football, and I'll be like, "Oh, we, I think we should get this player or or do this," and he'd be like, "What? Just like your boy Higuain." <laughs> so yeah, I, I have no clout in my house anymore. So thank you, Higuain. For, for that one, uh, you know when uh, sorry, sorry, Jeff, just to interject. You know one striker that you were heavily linked with that I was generally, generally like shit scared of you signing uh, around that period. It was Mara Icardi. Um, I mm. generally, I generally thought this could happen here. Sorry, manager, Icardi, a top of your four three three. This guy's gonna come here and he he will break the nine curse and you're gonna have your first strike since Diego Costa that's gonna score 30 goals a season. That's literally what I thought was going to happen. And that's why I was so surprised when when Icardi went to PSG, where I thought, right, oh, goal fest. It didn't work out. <laughs> and like his first season, you don't care if he got 20 goals in his first season, but he was basically surplus by the second by the by the second season, and he just, you know, I think he lost interest, he gained weight, all that stuff. But I'm so happy Higuain was signed instead of Icardi because if that did happen and my prophecy did come true, uh, you know, Chelsea would be, be a different different club today. And I don't mind you guys suffering, to be honest. It's, it's not too bad. <laughs> I, I actually think, yeah, if Icardi came in, um, it could have been cooked for Chelsea because with all the turmoil that was happening, and with like how we've seen the club doesn't like it when people are making noise, it could have been like it could have been a problem off the pitch. But definitely, uh, yeah, I was gunning for it. I think I was even trying to find I found pictures of like edits with him and Chelsea <laughs> shot up. I said, bring him, bring Memphis to pie. We're cooking on gas. We didn't get either. So hey, this is what it is, man. I thought Icardi coming in was literally the second coming of Costa. You know them strikers i've got like a little bit of an edge about them yeah i thought that was i thought he was the perfect person that we needed but also also you know how we have like um what do you call it we have uh what do you call it internet was it a footprint yeah yeah digital footprint digital footprint somewhere on my digital footprint on facebook which i can no longer have access to uh there is a post that lists about 10 strikers, yeah, Argentina strikers, and has Messi at the bottom. That's how far Wait, my hatred what? went. Yep, I'll tell you, there was like just, just as if I love a player, there's nothing you can tell me about them. If I don't like a player, there's nothing you can tell me about them either. So, like, I was like, I had like Tevez, Aguero, uh, who else was popping back in like 2010? Rodrigo Palacio, fam, Palacio, uh. Fucking Melito, all these guys I'd put Martin Palermo, whoever it was, yeah. I just put all of them and I had Messi, and it doesn't even look like ironic. It looks like a serious post. So somewhere in my history, there's there's definitely that. Um I not know you're a hater like this, bro. Oh bro, like I, you know I've toned down over the years, but like I'm a generational hater. Like honestly, I've so one player I've hated on you yeah, for years. And I'm gonna say his name because I don't know where it started, but I've just I've I've hated him ever since. Jeff Hendrick. <laughs> don't ask me why. I just hate him. I, as a footballer, I despise him. I, has I, he scored I, against Chelsea before, Southie? He has, but I hated him before that. That's like, so random, fam. Bro, that but once I've got it in my head that I dislike a player, that's it. It's done. Stefan and Beer hated him. 
Nothing you could tell me about that man's career. I didn't like him. Um, Must have been a bald head. Could have been. For a long time, Vincent Company. I watched him get spawned by, um, what was his name? Osvaldo. I've yeah. never rated. I I don't rate. I still don't rate Vincent Company that highly. Sorry. I'm not having it. No, no. But this is what I'm saying. Like Now I respect him. I respect him. Respect. Just respect, yeah? I don't rate him. I respect him. But when I actively didn't rate him, like, nah, nothing you could tell me. Nothing you could, like, mm -mm, there was no way. <laughs> I've got a shout that's gonna, that's gonna annoy you lot. And obviously it's changed since, but um, obviously you lot know I'm a strong Chelsea fan, innit? And I used to say that Hazard is better than Neymar. Mm. Now that doesn't, uh, that doesn't annoy me. No, of course it doesn't, because Chelsea's um, no, also. No, no. <laughs> but do you know what it is? Yeah, there, there was. It was just one of those things where, like, I'm not mad at someone. Who, like, I don't think they were right, but I just think I'm not mad at someone who thought that at the time because it was almost inescapable to think Hazard was that good, especially with proximity bias. Yeah, you know, I know a man that once tried, and you know the person actually, Tony. Mm. I'm gonna out him actually. You know Benny in it. Yeah. Not Cassiola, uh, the other Benny. Benny, yeah, yeah. Benny Matad, bro. This guy used to hate Neymar. He tried to tell me uh, Lucas Mora was better than Neymar. Oh, that's a vile. Bro. People say Ganso's better than Neymar as well. I don't understand. Ew. Ganso. Oh, that's a cap. That's straight cap, man. Like, is that me? Santos, lads. Ganso is It's like anyone. It's like anyone. That, you know when it's the Malaga season? It's like anyone trying to say anyone in that Malaga team is better than Isco. It's just, it's just, it's just not true. People that still don't see the light on Neymar, like, what is wrong with you? Like, is it, and what? Why do you even hate a man? Is it because Sky Sports has infiltrated your thought process? Can you not critically think? Do you not have an opinion of your own? Like, Neymar's going to be one of those footballers that when he eventually retires, you're going to start seeing comps like, ah, uh, legend footballer. It's going to be too late. Like. Give him his Neymar, flowers now, man. Neymar is the last of the real. He is. He's the last one you, left. You know, do you know what it is, yeah? I'll, the person, the perfect person, yeah, in sport to compare Neymar to is Kobe Bryant. Yeah. And I say that because people spent so much time of Kobe's career this, like hating on him and saying, oh, he wasn't like oh he wasn't that good he was Shaq and he was this and it was that whatever and he's ruining basketball taking all these wages and being injured and not trying to build a super team or whatever cool he retires it carries on like people ah da 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 whatever he's not in our top five and this and that only when he died um. his Kobe fans came back out and were like He's an all-timer. He's a top three player of all time. Bro, I tell you now, I've made notes of everyone that's disrespected Neymar. <laughs> I'm not coming. Listen, all Neymar fans have a dossier of people that have just talked to was about mm. this guy. And when the time comes to give his flowers, no one's allowed in the funeral. No, no one's allowed. No one's... I'm gatekeeping that shit, bro. I'm not even invited. And I'm Who was it? Who was it that said that Robinho was better than Neymar? I can't remember who it was yet. It was someone in the group chat. If someone in the group chat said that Robinho was better and it left such a nasty taste in my mouth <laughs> i felt sick no but uh, sorry it, it's not our current group chat it was in the the, the whatsapp group chat yeah they were like uh, bro, they said oh no. they said no it's they said 
Oh, Neymar's not a top five Brazilian forward of all time. Not even top five Brazilian. I players. remember that, brother. I wanted to fight someone that day. Like, they said, they said, they said, Fat Ronaldo, Robinho, Kaka, Ronaldinho, and Ronaldinho, and, and I want to someone else in. Oh, I want to say Rivaldo, but for Rivaldo, me, that's even Rivaldo. mental because, like, I don't yeah. think it was Rivaldo. They definitely it was Adriano. It was Adriano, and I, I went mental because I was like, it's absolutely no way. You, even if you even if you you did just do a top five randomly, not because you hate Neymar, there's no way Adriano makes top five of that list because you're just you're just talking nonsense because he was 99 shot power on per six. <laughs> like I respect Adriano as a striker, but no way in this life is he top five. You know what it's, red. And you're not pissing me off yet. <laughs> Neymar, uh, uh, Neymar has not worked here for the last. 12, 13 years in his career for you lot to be telling me that someone with two good seasons, three good seasons, is better than him. I'm so sorry. I, I'm, 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 Tony, can you, can you even hear how angry I am about this? It, like, I just think people just in football, yeah, and people say it about us, right, but we try and be as honest and genuine as possible, but there is a, a large selection of people that just try to be edgy, mm. right? And they try to come up with an opinion that's going to make them sound cool, but it really doesn't. Like I know, like if I come and say, "Run out, uh, Neymar's better than Ronaldinho," right? People but I'm, I'm ready to argue it with facts that I believe is the case, but I'm not married to the idea of tearing down Ronaldinho's legacy just to say that Neymar's better. I just think he's better. But mm. people want to say Neymar's not this. Neymar's not better than Gareth Bale. Neymar's not better than Hazard. Neymar's not Reason. even better than Salah. Whoever, whoever flavor of the month is at any moment in time, they say he's better than Neymar. They, and I, I will tell you this for free. In the last decade, the only left winger in world football who's not even a left winger for most of that decade that was ever even better than Neymar was Cristiano Ronaldo. <laughs> I see. Yep. And I see. Th that's the one name, the only name. Don't bring me no Alexis Sanchez at Arsenal. Don't bring me no Hazard. Don't bring me no... Uh, Ribery. Don't, don't bring Ribery. me no... Whoever. I don't care what their name is. Mbappe, I don't care who it is. Mbappe is <laughs> for next decade. But don't come telling me a man because he won a World Cup, yeah, is better than, than, than Neymar. No. His time will come, but his time's not here yet. And I'm just praying, yeah. This is why I'm not even mad that... I know we're talking about current things, so we don't know when it's coming out. This is why I'm not even mad that Argentina lost to Saudi Arabia. This is why I will not even care if Argentina <laughs> go out in the group stages. Just so long as Neymar wins that World Cup, I'm coming to do another pod and say things that I got right. And that is <laughs> one of them. Yeah. Hey, I hear it. Um, actually, you mentioned Mbappe, yeah? And for a long time, I said Dembele is also better than Mbappe. No, that's 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 crazy. That is mental. Did you not see? Hey. Did you not see Mbappe at Monaco? Did you not see him? I did. That's the thing. But then I saw um, Dembele at Dortmund. Um, that's and I was just like, yeah, this is him. That's this is the one. Dembele can dribble and Dembele can do this, and he just looks so much. I think aesthetically as well, like he just looks so much smooth, and he's got both feet. I I literally Jeff, thought you know Dembele was the one. Jeff, you know what it is though. I clock. You see with the Dembele thing, right? Like you said, it's aesthetics, but in fairness, Mbappe, like the people that believed in him, like me, Tony, 
I think we've been on this train for a long time, in it. Like we've we've been here from time and saying that he's the guy. But it's the it's the fact of we didn't get to see the full like developed Mbappe yet. Like I think I think Dembele seemed a bit more well rounded because he had the left foot, right foot, dribble, mm. this and all this stuff. And Mbappe was scoring goals and using his pace a lot. Once he started incorporating, you know, his step overs, his flicks, and all this stuff that makes him just unique as a speedster, right, and just like as a forward, then that's when people started coming around. But I'd seen the glimpses, so it's, it, uh, I don't know, it's still a crazy. No, nah, it's a crazy. Yeah, I was watching Dembele at Renzi, yeah, because um, Jeremy Bolger was on loan there, um, and you know, I'll be seeing them play seeing these two wingers like just tearing it up and i thought yeah this guy's young but he's the one like he's he's the next french one and hey, hey, Mbappe hey, just came. i'm gonna Jeff. tell you something now yeah i'm gonna tell you right go true mbappe is the first footballer in a long time that i've watched and i was like wow <laughs> do you know what i mean like i hear it I first came across Mbappe when he was called Killing Mbappe Lotin playing for Monaco, making his debut in the 15 16 season, age on, 16. Right? Yeah. And when I was seeing this guy, I was like, obviously, for my league on team is Monaco. I don't know why, but my dad has, a, has an affinity with Monaco. So I have an affinity with Monaco. This guy was, I was watching this guy and I was like, who's this kid? Who's this kid? Obviously, lightning fast, but had a different. Showed such a great understanding of the, of the game, a great understanding in terms of how to beat his opponent. Like by sixteen seventeen, by the time anyone even knew who he was sixteen seventeen, when he became a regular starter for uh, Leonardo Jardim's team, right, where he scored twenty eight league goals, I believe, at age seventeen, seventeen eighteen, crazy. Anyway, he already had this arrogance about him that I was just like, nah, this kid's going to the very top. And I don't know if you guys remember, but I was talking a lot about this to people. And I was like, there's a guy that plays for Monaco called Kylian Mbappe Lotin. There's a guy that plays for Monaco called Kylian Mbappe Lotin. This guy is crazy. And it wasn't until, was it wasn't the City game. And then when Monaco beat City. They woke up, in it? Hmm? They woke up yeah. after that. They woke up after that one. But you know, yeah. you see, bro. There's, I think like, you, you see football-wise, yeah, I feel like, and this is why I love what we do here, because and I, I think we could probably even do a, a separate episode on it, where like as much as we get stuff wrong, like there's people that we're gonna put stocks in or not rate and whatever, you, you get stuff wrong. But there's so many players that we, we found like or come across by accident at a young age mm. that have gone on to be world beaters, bro. I'm telling you, out man was watching. I was watching Neymar. This one, this one, so passionate about like guys like Neymar and Hazard, right? It's, like. I was watching Neymar on YouTube in 2010, yeah, like, <laughs> like because I saw a little rumor that he might be, um, like he's, he might be coming to Europe, and I'm thinking, ah, oh, who's this guy? Gone on YouTube, I gone, yo, this is before <laughs> he's even played. For, I think this is before he's even made his Brazil debut because I was, I remember rooting for him to go to the World there Cup. Were links to Chelsea and everything, them times. Yeah, like, and this is back where you couldn't really. <laughs> I'm gonna start it's like I'm showing age, yeah, but this back on YouTube, like comps were no longer than three minutes. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It just had mad music, weird transitions. Yeah, four K, but you're just watching it. Microsoft Movie Maker. Trust me, I'm watching, and I'm watching Hazard for Lil at around the same time, doing Rabona assist from like the halfway line to Musa Soul. 
and just doing a mad thing. Like, I'm telling you, for me, when, when I watch a player and I'm like, okay, I believe in you. Raheem Sterling, I remember, you, FA Youth Cup, 16 years of age, yeah. scoring um, five goals against uh, South End. Like, I said, yeah, this guy's going to be a player. Like, for me, this is why I'm passionate over certain players. I'm just like, we see them from young. We've seen the development. Tony, I know you've got your list. Jeff, I know you've got your list. But I, in essence, like, I, I wanted to do this one. Because we came off, come up with it off the cuff, yeah. Just to say, like, I know our listeners, like, they respect our opinions. Because I don't think we, even when people interact, like, they're not really, like, saying we're chatting shit or, like, we're wrong yeah. about stuff. But I wanted us to openly come and say, like, yo, like, we have been wrong. wrong. But trust us as well <laughs> that we're going to get some stuff right. Because I think a lot of players, I mean, a lot of um, podcasters, yeah, I don't know. Like I'm not even calling anyone out in particular because it's it's just dotted around. But there's a lot of um like they either behind the curve and will just start shouting a player once he's popped off, or saying that they were there with this player. But it's always no like it's always very much like a oh yeah, I just remember seeing him this one time. But like, give me games, give me a performance. Like, what was the yeah? Like, when, when I say you bought into a player, it means you watched them, like you saw that player. You, you like he's basically your boy, but he doesn't know who you are. Like that's how <laughs> tied yeah. in you are with that player. I was there. You weren't. You weren't there with 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 me when I was watching Mbappe score a hat trick against Mets. You weren't in sixteen seventeen. Uh, I want to say around November time. You weren't there with me in the trenches where he scored two. He scored a double against Car. You weren't there with me when it's called a double against Nantes. Like, I was there before the Champions League nights. And I was like, simple as, yo, this kid is flames. Same way, like, um, I'm a big Monaco. Like, Monaco's my second club. So, Chouameni is another one. Badia Shile is another one. I was there post Mbappe, where Monaco fell apart. <laughs> and Thierry Henry disgraced himself as a manager. Hmm. And and but the best thing he gave to us was was Badia Shile. Like I was there, like who's a seventeen year old that is com- that is able to to go toe to toe with these big boy strikers and hold his own? <gasps> Benoit Badia Shile. When they brought in Chouameni from Bordeaux for five hundred k or or a mil or something like that, and his first game, I remember his debut where he got subbed off after an hour because he looked absolutely lost. And look at him now at Real Madrid, and I was telling him, them Chouameni, 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 Chouameni. And then he gets a partnership with Fofana. I'm like, these two are fantastic. I hope these two both go to the World Cup than they have now. Like, Corral's right. Believe it. We get things wrong, but believe in us, man. Because we do take the time out to watch that one game that you'd rather watch a movie while it's on. Because I think, like, there's ones that I got wrong, like... Jordan Ibe, or I thought like I had like a real affinity for like Rolando Aaron's when he broke through at Newcastle because he I thought like he's a very strong dribbler. And yeah. But or like a Lucas Piazon or a um Shout. like even Michael like, DeSanto fan. Yo, there's so many guys like that you pick up by accident because I'd say when I found the Neymar and stuff like this, I wasn't this like analytical mind when it came to football. I just gravitated towards players that I liked and it panned out in the end and when I understood football a bit more it just made total sense and there'll be ones that I just liked on aesthetics alone realising their careers is not going to be practical once I look in hindsight but I think 
we are. I just love what we do, man. Like I think just whether it's educate. Like I sit here and I I I feel like I'm learning sometimes because if you don't hear me speak, it means I probably don't have much of a clue of what's going on or I'm just taking in the more educated people. But I always feel like I'm learning from this, innit? So every now and again, I just need to give you, man, your flowers on air, you know, as much as I cook you guys, try to cook you guys. <laughs> but like, honestly, like I learned so much from you and the fact that we're here now, we've done over a year, but this has like been five years plus of conversations. It's just there. Yeah, it's amazing, man. It's amazing. I just want to say as well, Axel Twanzebi, I still believe in you. Hey, we got that right, man. We got that right. We got I, still, that right. I, I still believe in you, man. It's only, you're 25 now. It's okay. Break out the trenches at Man United. Just leave it, bid it. Just set, 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 the, set the shirt on fire. It's good. I'll do it with you. We'll both do it. We'll set the club, the, the shirt on fire. You go join... Um, where, where can you go from there? Go join anyone else in the PL. Get your minutes. Prove to these men that oh, you're still a wavy centre back. You're still a wavy, wavy centre back. And then what you're going to do on top of all of that is you're going to declare for Congo. You get me? <laughs> declare for Congo. Hey, you, you don't, don't need. To, you don't, don't need to do all that, bro. You don't have to do all that. No, but please, can you? Anyway, I still believe in you, though. Big man thing. Um, another person. Ah, oh, there's a. I got Sako wrong. I know we. I know we spoke about him before. Yeah, uh, I he mainly was because I thought he was good. I thought he would be better at wing back, not because he's, um, so he was kind of like, No, I'm a right winger now, so fair place, fair dues. There's another, there's somebody else that I'm, the thing about me is, I'll be honest, I buried them, so I, most of the time I forget. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you lot weren't there when I was saying Aguero's better than Suarez, man. First of all, I need to clear that because Aguero is my favorite player, like ever. Mm. So I was not. You could a strange throw, one, though. You think, like, why, why he's my favorite player, or just the fact that he's yeah, than Suarez? No, no, no. The Suarez, like, that, that's your own howler to hold in it. But <laughs> I'm saying, bro, like, just Aguero being someone's like, like hey. that's never played for their team. I love Aguero because, like, I, I'd say, like, I, I never really had second teams, but I've always had a team that if I watch, if I'm interested in this league, I'll just follow it through. Yeah, them. yeah. And Atletico Madrid's always been my Spanish like team they that I follow La Liga for so, so like when I see the succession of like Torres to Forland to Aguero to uh Falcao to Griezmann and uh no Gris not Griezmann, Costa then Griezmann. I still I don't look at that succession and think Aguero's my guy. You know what um, I mean? That's the reason that's why I'm a bit like I was there watching La Liga at Saturday nights at 7 p.m. whilst my age mates were playing PlayStation just for Aguero. As and I remember hearing about this young player that had moved um to Atletico Madrid and his nickname was Conan. Like I, I used to research this guy so so much. Like literally my number one from Atletico, like from young, not even when he joined City. By then, I'll be typing Aguero Chelsea every flipping transfer window, hoping to see a link, like hoping to see breaking news because he was always linked with us as well. But yeah, he was my favourite player and you could not tell me anything about that guy. I thought he's going to end up willing the ballon. Oh, I had hopes for that guy, man. But yeah, I mean, he's he's had a great career, in it? But the Suarez shout, 
Like, I don't think there was a period where Aguero was ever maybe the best striker in the world. And, yeah, that sort of... He, he came at the... No, yeah, he just came in that probably the, one of the most stacked eras when it came it to Elite yeah. Because if you look at the... I guess the debate's always been like Aguero, Lewandowski, Suarez, Benzema, Avani, Benzema, Kane now. So, like, from the front end of his career to the back end of his career, there was always someone basically overshadowing him. Or yeah. Like, and he never... I think being at City as well, which isn't attractive, and Kane's probably going through the same thing, but obviously he, he had success, but it's like, you're scoring these goals, you're doing... But no one cares. Like, no yeah. one... No one's really looking at it going, like, wow. Whereas Suarez, I think... One thing he had was volume, but the catalogue of goals. 100%. Like, the, you can't... Some of the goals he scored, yeah, I think most strikers might score once in their career, and he did it, like, four or five times a season. Just randomly, too, like, oh, uh, yeah. Suarez was different. Did I have any mad guy? You know what is, yeah, I tried to run... Um, Abu Dhabi was better than Yaya Torre for a while. Um, Whoa! No, I hear it. Uh, bro, I'm just telling you. Listen, I, I hear why. I can hear why you said that. Like, obviously, in hindsight now, it looks like a ridiculous claim because how both their careers went. But I don't think for the people that actually remember who Abu Dhabi was at Arsenal before the injuries, I hear it. I hear it. 100%. Bro, it wasn't. Nah, but this is what makes it worse. Yeah, <laughs> this is like you know that period. I think it was. A, it was a definitely. Yeah, it was the 12 13 season. Remember when he came back from injury, and he played like the first two months of the season injury free. I think he had like a masterclass at Liverpool. He played sick against Montpellier, Montpellier in the Champions League. I just had like, I just, I, I, it wasn't like better as in he's had a better career or whatever. I just thought he was a better central midfielder. And I was like, and and I ran it for a while. But then I, I, I had to relent because I was like, no, Yaya Torre is probably like top five midfielders I've ever seen in my life play football. Nah, but Abu Dhabi at Arsenal. He was I'm a bad boy. I was talking from like 07 to like, when did he start getting injured? 09? He was injured from day dot, basically. That's the problem. That guy was silky. He 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 resembled Vieira in a lot of ways, but in terms of just how good he was on the ball, uh, Abu Dhabi is a... F- oh, it's a shame. And you know who else I want to give props to that he never ever gets mentioned? Sully Montari, man. Sully Montari is one of those footballers that... If you don't, if you don't watch, if you didn't watch him, sorry, you know, like he's not going to be one of those footballers that he's probably gonna, he's probably going to be just a streets for a member footballer. But I think he deserves more than that. He was a very very capable footballer, and the reason why I'm saying this is because Solomon Tari, no matter who he played for, always gave Man United a hard time when he played against us. Man, when Tottenham had Tottenham, when Portsmouth had him and Lasana Diara in midfield, ugh, <laughs> ugh, and it shows how good both of them were because. Uh, both of them left. One went to Real Madrid, one went to Inter Milan. So what were they doing playing in front of 15,000 people in Portsmouth? God knows. You know, it's like he... Yeah, he was just a bad boy, man. Like, I remember that, yeah, that Portsmouth team. Seriously. He was uh, at Inter. He's done his thing. But the World Cup 2010. Like, if, this is what I'm saying. Like, if you didn't watch... The, if you watched the World Cup 2010, you just know what he was on anyway. Cause... That goal. Who was against? He scored from like... 30, Uruguay. Yo, oh, so like um have i got i'm just trying to think have i got any more mad ones 
that if you've got ones about teams, not even specifically players anymore, like teams or managers, obviously, mm. Carole, you're never going to give in to your pep one, but yeah. like, nah, um, yeah, I'll, I'll never, I don't know what it is, I, it's probably just hatred to be honest, but I yeah. will never give in. Um, I was, hmm. Managers, actually, teams and managers. I don't really have one for managers. I, I respect managers quite well, quite a lot. I, I actually respect managers more than I respect players, I'm honest with you. Yeah. I've, do you know why, though? I think managers is one of the few positions in football, yeah, where, unless you're listening to the media, managers are rated almost like as they should be at that yeah. specific time. And when it's their time to like go to the top level, they'll get their opportunity to go to the top level. So it's not really a thing of like um, mm. being right or wrong or saying this manager will never make it or whatever because like even say someone like um, Graham Potter in it, like there's people that can believe in him, people that don't. But it, it's like if he didn't do it now, I just know at some point someone was going to give him a job. Yeah, and, 100%. And whether it went well or wrong, someone that surprised me, I'd say, where he is now but i'm saying we're saying this in november 2022 we could be anywhere by 2023 it's like an eddie howe like yeah. i had i had yeah only might be with me on this i just did not think anything of him didn't rate him um didn't think i thought like yeah bournemouth they they do their thing sometimes but they're just not like i, I just don't see he has the traits to no, go to the I next level i didn't i, I didn't like a lot of the you know England's next best thing stuff that he got put next to because obviously he did he basically did every football manager's dream of taking Bournemouth from League 2 to Premier League right so yeah. I'll, give him, I'll give him that but like the fact that he couldn't organise a defence for Bournemouth for four years straight like that's why I was like this guy can't make the jump to the next level like if when he got sacked from Bournemouth and then the next job he got was a year and a half after at Newcastle I was like well yeah this makes sense and then obviously <laughs> the Saudi over to yeah He's shown that he's shown that maybe he can. He can do it. Can if do I'm it. honest with you, I still haven't fully bought in. The jury's still out. So um I'll give him another season, maybe. But in regards to managers, I don't have anyone in the past that I was kind of like shitting on, but I have managers that I put stocks in for the future. So we can do like a time capsule if you want, come back to this podcast in a few years' time and see if uh if what I've said was right. And then you can laugh at me then. But obviously <laughs> the four managers that I really, really have in mind, I believe would be going off to the next level, is Roberto De Zerbi, who annoyingly has taken the job at Brighton, might be the, 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 the might be, might kill his career, might further it, we'll, we'll see him to find out. But I think De Zerbi is Italy's next brightest hope. That guy is, that guy knows his stuff. Brilliant. Yeah. So good. He should have, he should, he should have waited at Shakhtar Donetsk for the for the bridge, to, I don't think it will at Juventus because I feel like Allegri is um, unfairly criticised. But if Allegri was to randomly get fired at Juventus, he should have waited at Shakhtar Donetsk because he hundred one million percent would have been the first choice to take over there. And imagine him playing that fluid football he likes with the likes of Pogba and and Rovella, who's coming up, and Miretti who's coming up, and Fagioli who's coming up, and Locatelli and Parade. Ah. Zerbi, man, do your thing. I'll be waiting for you in a couple of years' time. Um, his countrymen as well, Vincenzo Italiano, may not reach the same levels that Zerbi has, but I think he's a solid manager as well. 
uh, is doing a decent job with Fiorentina. I think in a couple of years' time, he could get a job higher up, maybe managing AC Milan or Inter Milan. But he's someone that I don't think will leave the shores of Italy. He'll just become a very respectable manager within those shores. And uh, hopefully he does fulfil that because he's showing every sign that he will. Um, another manager, a third of that, is the Lons manager, Frank Heis. Heiser? Heis? Frank Hayes. I think it's pronounced Frank Hayes. Just watch out for that one. Because what he's doing with Lens is crazy. I think Lens might even sneak into Europe this year. And considering he got them promoted from the second division two years ago. That's not on a on a shoestring shoestring budget. That's not easy, man. And there's no superstars in this team. Obviously, second profile is great. But yeah. when you do rise to a certain level in France your players get taken from you. So um, what he's doing there is uh, is brilliant. And that's my three. Oh, and a fourth one really and truly is, um, I don't want to make a prediction, but I will be keeping a close eye on his career. And that's Michael Carrick. I think Carrick's got what it takes to be a decent manager. So watch mm. this. That's fair enough. I, I think... Oh, you know and, Kieran, and Kieran McKenna as well. Kieran McKenna at Ipswich. Go watch this space. I was, I was even going to say on the back of that, when you're saying like... Um, oh, and Ruud van Nistelrooy. Last one. <laughs> Ruud van Nistelrooy. Watch this space. Sorry, girl. Go on, girl. Um, oh, yeah. Ruud van Nistelrooy. I got stuck in that one as well. I like that one. Um, I was going to say teams that I got it wrong with. Um, Leicester. You thought there would be a force? Not a title contending force, but I actually like genuinely believe... Top four challenger. Yeah, and I thought that stay, for the first, like, first two seasons, I was given the benefit of the doubt. That third season where they crumbled, I said, like, I've, I've removed all value and respect I've ever had for what you lot are doing. Because, But then I remembered, like, when they beat Chelsea in the FA Cup final, I remembered, like, these are, like, their greatest hits. Like, they've never done anything before. So... But, yeah. but, because uh, I think one thing that we struggle with, yeah, and I guess this is like something to close on after is like we don't inherently like or dislike play players, managers, teams to a certain degree. Like we kind of assess them as we see fit, but it's the perception that comes from other people that moves us along our. Uh, uh, what do you call it, our metric of how we perceive that player. So if, so for example, with like Tony was saying earlier about Leicester, it's like, it's not that he cared about Leicester, but because everyone was throwing it in his face that, oh, they're my second team and they're going to be this and they're this and that. Inherently, when you don't really doubt them, it's going to make you be like, no, I don't root for them. I don't think they're that, like I'm, I'm anti it. And I'm the same with players, like, or managers or whatever, like, if you prop them up too much when I don't rate them and try and convince me that I need to like them, yeah. I'm going to double down, triple down, because at that point, you're not respecting my opinion. Yeah. Like, have your opinion, keep, tell me once, keep it to yourself, but once you start trying to preach to me and convince me, I'm going to go the other way. Because I'm already set in my ways, and between the time you told me the first time and the third time, not enough time has passed for, you, for me to even be proven wrong. Like, in football now, we're looking at everything on a game-to-game basis. Like, what does that mean? A guy scores a hat-trick one week, you're saying, yo, 
remember when you said he was crap? He scored a hat trick. Mm. He's not scored in five games. I haven't heard from you in five games. I'm yeah. asking you what's going on now. Oh, do you remember that flick he did round the corner in the 40th <laughs> minute? No. <laughs> you want to talk tangibles? Bring me tangibles. That's it. <laughs> More... And yeah, no. that, that for me, I think like I'm not gonna do the time capsule thing in it because I like to bury my L's in it. So, <laughs> um, but I would say one big howler before we all go is our Afcon predictions, which I was trying to find a tweet for, but I can't find it. But as a whole, this podcast took an L with that. So yeah, see, see what I mean by I like. I wasn't there by the way. Just, just saying, in it. I like to bury my L's because I forget. I don't even know. I know Bamba Dieng at Senegal, who's currently in the Senegal squad for the World Cup, was one of the footballers that I thought would make his name at the AFCON. He didn't do that. I can't for life remember me who the other person was. So, <laughs> I, I bury my L's deep. <laughs> Anyways, guys, thanks for listening. It's another one, another podcast brought to you by Borders Corner. I've been Tony. I've been joined by Crow and Jeff. What do you guys think? What has been the worst L in this podcast? Let us know in the I'll take comments, but it's, it's replies below, isn't it? Let us know in the replies below. Um, if any of that made you laugh as well, and if there's any of that we've actually said, if you know us personally or we've tweeted that we haven't mentioned in this podcast, please let us know below as well, and uh, we'll respond to you either by blocking you or airing you. Um, yeah, guys, have you got anything to plug before we leave? Uh, hey, just keep following the content, man. Let yeah. us know what you want to hear from us. Um, and we apologize for all the bad takes, man. You know, sometimes we act out of character, but we have to show that we're human hey, too. Hey, they're bad now. They weren't bad at the time. You know what I'm saying? Because, being crazy. You know why? Because at the end of the day, you know what I mean? Progression in football is not linear. No. But also, predictions in football are not linear. Yeah. When you see something mm. going one way, it can go another way. Yeah. guys, I thought. We'll be playing championship league one by now. They're playing at the World Cup. Yeah, I know. They're playing Champions League. That's my bad. That's all I've got to say. And that's it. Follow us on all socials. It's B A L R S Corner. And uh, we'll be in your ears soon. Yo. Free up the gang, they're innocent. Soon home, that's imminent. I'm a niggas don't play no games like they pull their ligaments. I wanna rack for the beat, I just made that's a minimum, you know the source is different. I wanna rack for the beat, I just made that's a minimum, you know the source is different. Fake use, get rid of them. Fake use, get rid. Fake use, get rid of them. Fake use, get rid. Fake use, get rid of them. Fake use, get rid.